Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today with me is Precious Rutland. Precious is passionate about healthy hair. She teaches women how to grow healthy hair so they're confident wearing their natural hair. And as you all know, since we've been in this pandemic, some people were forced to wear their natural hair because the beauty salons were closed. She has over 26 years in the hair and beauty industry. Precious has successfully restored her hair after losing her own hair on two occasions and helping her clients do the same. And without further ado, I am going to welcome Precious and she's going to tell us a little bit more about who she is because a bio is just the bio. And so take it away, Precious. Absolutely. Thank you, Genesis, for having me on your podcast today. So I'm really blessed and honored that you um, invited me to come. And so I pray that your listeners get whatever information that they needed to hear today as far as their hair and health is concerned and that they can get on with healthy hair growth. And so as Genesis stated, so my name is Precious Rutland. I'm a hair consultant. And so I teach women of color how to heal and grow their hair using holistic remedies so that they can wear their natural hair proudly. And like she mentioned, so I have a luxury texture and hair growth restoration company where we teach women and, you know, just dealing with the bridging the gap between Western medicine and then for women that are either losing their hair or they just simply want um, a natural approach to growing their hair without the chemicals. And so being one of those women where I experienced hair loss on two occasions, uh, I knew that it was more than just um, something topical that will get my hair to go grow back. Like I, I, I tried all that, different methods, things don't work. And then I began to look inwardly and see, okay, I need to get to the root cause because my hair still is not coming back. I'm a young woman. I should not be losing hair, you know. And at that time, I wasn't even aware that hair loss could be related genetically. I just knew for me, my body wasn't right. So then I began to look at each and everything um, that I was doing. And so just from the lessons that I learned and then getting into the trichology you know, space, studying the scalp and the hair, having my cosmetology background. I mean, and putting all that together, I'm thinking like, okay, this is what women need to hear. Although they don't want to hear it, this is what they need. And so I began to develop my business and start putting this message out there for women that are really wanting the option to, to wear the wig or not, like they still look beautiful either way. So that's where I'm coming in and really teaching women how to heal themselves so they don't really pay attention and start looking or have any correlation that it'll be their body or what's going on internally health-wise um, per se, so they don't help to make that connection between their hair and health. And so that's where I'm coming in. That's what we specialize in to teach and educate women. 
Thank you so much for sharing that, Precious. And today's segment is entitled, Your Crown Matters. It's so important to fix your crown because if you don't fix your crown, then you're not gonna have that confidence that you so desire and want. So embrace your crown, love your crown, nurture your crown. Don't wear it tilted but fix it because your crown is a part of who you are. You want to look good from the top of your head down to the soles of your feet. And what better way to look good than to have the right crown? And that crown is your hair. Your hair is essential. Women say when they put on their makeup or they fix their hair, they feel good. And, you know, they feel good is because they look good and they're walking in that confidence. So I want to challenge you today is, are you wearing your crown well? Not the way that social media wants you to wear it, not the way that society wants you to wear it, but the way that you want to wear it because you are a masterpiece and your crown is beautiful. You don't have to manipulate or change your crown to appease others who were never meant to truly validate who you are. So when you started your hair care journey, Precious, I want you to take us back to what it felt like to lose your hair, and then you're going to bring us home. And the reason why I ask that is because people need to realize that we all go through some struggles when it comes to our hair, whether we do a big chop, whether we shave it all off, whether we lose our hair, or for some women, some women are out there actually battling alopecia and different things. And they're trying all all types of things, but then they're not able to see the growth and the progress that they want. So I want to let the women know that it's okay to go through those struggles because those struggles are a part of your journey and it's refining you and redefining you to really come into who you are and love yourself unapologetically and love your crown. Yes, absolutely. So at the time when I lost hair, um that was like right around I was in cosmetology school and just experimenting and at that time I didn't have really have a care in the world because I had never suffered from any hair loss so to me hair was just hair it wasn't a big deal like I said I knew what to do to camouflage if something did happen and I, at that point, you know, I'm young, thriving, hair growing so it was it wasn't no big deal if I lost some hair or overcolored it or cut the wrong piece or wore my weave too tight like when when that would happen I just like okay well I gotta let that little area you know grow back I can't touch that you know just think of other different styles you know and leave it alone until I can get it to grow back so I never was like really in any of denial because I knew that anything at that point that happened to my hair it was because I did it like it wasn't because I was sick medically which I get some women can't avoid that like you have issues going on with your hair but you know I was blessed at that time in perfect good health and everything that happened to my hair it was because of me my own doing my own negligence experimental what have you so I didn't have a care in the world however so after I got all that you know playing out my system and just doing things with my hair uh, like I said I you know was married had kids so I was a what do you call it um an entre, 
uh, entrepreneur. Uh, uh, well, it was mompreneur, parallelpreneur, because I was still working full time job, you know, going to get hair certifications and, you know, getting my business off the ground. So I didn't have an example, like everything that I've done in my business is like from me starting it from the ground up. And then, so I, you know, doing my thing and then, um, I had my second son. And so that's when like everything they say after you have your second baby everything your body everything starts happening and that's true so I, well it was true for me so anyhow um at that time you know I had stopped the experimental like you know I had all that out my system and then after I had my son I want to say maybe about maybe nine months maybe that year the next year like I had lost hair like abruptly like I had some since I will never forget I had some Senegalese twists in my hair and I went to take them out and it was like the whole like hairline had come out it was just broke off just like ate off and then I think it was maybe like a little patch like on the side like was just gone like it was just really fuzzy just really you know just I was just like oh like 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 at that time I truly felt like what women experience when they experience hair loss like you just you're very emotional, you're devastated, you're in shock, like, I can't believe this, and then for me to be a cosmetologist, but then this time, I wasn't, like, doing anything, you know, to make my hair come out, like, I truly was just doing what I was supposed to do, hair care, maintenance, tying it up, you know, shampooing it, like, doing the whole regimen, so at this point, I was like, okay, well, what do I do, and then, of course, you start googling, so then, and, and YouTubing, and then so you know i'm trying what some of the other youtubers had done you know and then um it was some of it worked but it was just like i still wasn't seeing that hair growth and then that's when i ended up getting into buying all these different supplements buying all these different hair products and before long like i had just a drawer full of this stuff you know plastic back you know fill it up and i and i had to just get a grip on myself and say stop precious stop you know I had I had to really just stop because one I was it was you know eating up my funds you know the extra money that I did have and I'm like how much more time am I going to continue to keep going buying these serums keep buying these vitamins they're not it's not working stop and I really had to stand still and get clear and really start looking into okay what have I been doing? When did the hair loss, like I had to just put together my own puzzle piece. And then I had to start looking else. Okay, well, what else is going with me? Because hair just doesn't come out, be coming out. And so as I began to really just honor and accept where I was, again, I had to accept it. Like I didn't do none of that denial stuff. I had to really accept, okay, there was a problem. And what I really like about just myself it has always been within me is I always address whatever it is the problem as soon as I can so I can't let it fester which was good on my part because the longer you wait to address your hair situation whether it's three months down the road a year the longer you risk your hair being fully restored so I never was one of those people to wait if something happened I'm like own it okay let me see what to do address the problem and so like I had my knowledge I had been studying and then I was like okay this is now 
I'm a trichologist, you know, I'm a cosmetologist. I was like, I was like, now I need to look at something else better because this isn't working what I'm doing. So then that's when I started getting into the holistic side of things and really tapping into the alternative health because at that time, I also had other things going on with my body. So not only did I lose my hair, but, you know, the doctor, of course, you know, I was going for my annual checkup. So she, they diagnosed me as obese because, you know, I was overweight. I never got the baby weight off from the first baby. So that was against me. Then I had high blood pressure because, again, I wasn't satisfied with my life. I'm, I'm parallel preneuring, so I'm working probably almost 60, well, no. Yeah, so working probably about, if I, my full-time job was 40 hours, so I'm probably pushing about 50 to 60 hours because I'm studying, I'm trying, you know, get my own business off the ground. So it was just a lot. And then I'm raising kids in the family. And so I already knew that I was under stress. So that was against me. And then I wasn't eating right, you know, fast food, wasn't really doing exercise. Like I wasn't really doing my self-care and what I needed to do to be whole because here I am, I have all these degrees because my background is accounting and business, but you know, I was like, eh, that ain't what I want to do the rest of my life. I want to do hair. So, you know, I'm battling with, with that whole thing because that's what I should have, what I wanted to do when I first um, graduated high school. But then, you know, you have that, your parents talking in your ear and, you know, back then it's like you know go get a job go get job security and get a degree and you know I'm pissed off because now I got these student loans I got extra debt on my back and so I, it was just that whole mentality there because you know I'm like the first one out of the family to, to go to college and actually push through and it was like okay I just really got those degrees so you know they can shut up but at the same time I got it so that I could fund the dream, you know, what I really want, truly wanted to do. And so that's how I ended up getting over um, into this space and was able to get like my certifications and start going into the holistic side and getting like my, my, my certifications and all this. So it was a blessing and a, and a, a gifting at the, at the same time. So it was a lesson learned, everything worked out. And then also, you know, what my health, um, the doctor had diagnosed me as pre-diabetic. So I was obese, high blood pressure, pre-diabetic. And so I began to see like the same path and issues that were carried along in my blood. Like my mother had suffered from those things. And then the doctor had put me on um, blood met pressure medication. And, and once you start, you know, putting yourself on these medications, it's difficult to get yourself off. And so I looked at doctor straight in the face and I told her, I said, you know what, I'll do this for a little bit, but I was like, I'm not gonna be on this for a while. I'm, just like, I'm not gonna be on this for the rest of my life. And she's like, okay, well, show me. And that's what I did. So that's when I really began to really buckle down and you know get strict with myself and doing what I needed to do to get the weight off and really get my blood pressure and just my whole health functioning. So in the midst of me doing what I needed to do, my self-care, eating right, exercising, working on me mentally to heal 
you know, generational wounds, things that I hadn't dealt with in the past, that's when the light bulb went off because as I was healing myself, that's when I noticed like my hair started coming in. Like I was drinking my water, um, eating healthy. Like I had to switch to, I guess, like plant-based for a little bit, like, and really just watch my, you know, my veggie and meat ratio. And, and once I started doing that, and I'm looking at my body, my skin looks better, the weight's off. And then like my hair, like it was just, just coming back in. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is the key. And I'm like, how can women not know this? And so that's really been the driving force for me to really get in my business and start um, really looking at the health and the hair um, for women. And I was like, you know, that's who my ideal client is. That's who the the working woman that I want to talk to because that that's where we are. I'm quite sure that there are the women out me out there like me, and you know they're working, they they have a family, but then yet they have all these other issues that they're battling it. Whether they're trying to get that next promotion you know, they're, they're, they're fixing their hair a certain type of way because they want to be able to um, go in and look, like you said, good for the job. But, you know, at the same time, it's like you got to put on this show, especially being like a Black woman because you're getting judged by your hair. You're getting just judged by so much things that's going on in society. You have these, you know, many messages and, um, you know, at that time, you, you kind of lose yourself because, again, you're trying to impress people. And, and of course, they, they kind of define you because, you know, this is all I've seen. If I get, you know, I have the straight hair and I have, you know, my, my binder, my degrees, you know, I can go to this job. And so that is who I'm, I'm, I'm talking to and want to get to that woman because I was that woman. And I want to show her, you know, that there's more than Jared to your appearance and your hair and we can help save your hair you know and get it back healthy and that's beautiful because I feel like once you are well internally then externally you're well as well and once you stop putting the compounded pressures of the world onto you, then your body is not breaking down. And when you separate yourself from the rest of the pack, then you really begin to take on your own identity. You really begin to appreciate your own crown. And like for me, I'll give an example. So I spent 12 years in the oil and gas and energy sector, and that's the good old boys, male-dominated, ran by Caucasian, or some people say white boys club. And I did not see a lot of women that looked like me. So I was always doing Dominican blowouts because I didn't want to put any chemicals in my hair. So I would go to the Dominicans, get my hair blown out straight. You know, the heat is hot because that's how your hair gets really straight. And they use the round um, bristle brush. And I'm elaborating for those who may just be listening or watching that not aware of what a Dominican blowout is. We don't, they don't use keratin or anything. Um, they just wash your hair really good with the Moroccan oil shampoo or whatever shampoo. They put a good conditioner or a hydrating mask since it is a lot of heat. So your hair doesn't get damaged or broken off. And then in between doing those, I would do hot oil treatments because I really wanted to make sure that my hair was getting the proper oil balance and I didn't want the heat to break off my hair. 
And then whenever um, corporate America and I broke up in February this year, I started to wear my hair curly because I no longer had to look the part because sometimes when you work in a corporation, they don't want you to look a certain way because they know that you're the face that goes to represent the company in front of executives, C-suites, and whatever. But if I was born with curly hair, I should embrace my curly hair. If the Lord or the universe wanted me to have straight hair, I would have came out of my mother's wound and birth canal with straight hair. So I am uniquely me, and I am now embracing my hair. If I choose to wear it straight, that's my business. If I choose to wear box braids, that's my business. If I choose to wear Senecles, that's my business because I'm doing it for me. I'm no longer doing it for somebody else. And that's why it's so important to embrace your crown and love it. And it's so great because I could wake up, I could shower, I could do wash and goes. I don't have to worry about, ooh, let me make sure my hair is wrapped. Ooh, let me make sure I don't have any flyaways or anything like Because then that adds pressure onto you as well because you're constantly trying to manipulate your hair to look a certain way that your hair was not meant for. And so you have to have some versatility with your hair, but you also have to know, okay, what nourishes your hair? What works for your hair type may not work for somebody else's hair type. What works for their hair type may not work for you. You have to remind yourself, okay, am I getting enough water? And they say that in order to know how much water you need for your personal body, you take your weight, you divide it by two, and that's the number of ounces your body needs on a daily basis. So make sure you're hydrating your body. Then ask yourself, are you taking the right supplements? And what does that look like? Because there's so many supplements on the market that sometimes people could feel overwhelmed. But if you don't know, find you a homeopathic doctor, find you a holistic person and do the research because you can't always go by what people say. You also have to fact check and do your own due diligence because we all have various body types. So listen to your body and realize when something is off, your body will let you know no, if you eat something that does not agree with your body, your stomach may hurt. You may have cramps. You may feel fatigue. You may feel bloated. That's an inclination that maybe that food does not go with your body. So there are all types of signs. And we have to really encourage one another as women to love yourself fully and loving yourself fully is loving your hair, loving your eyes, loving your eyebrows. But we live in a society where everyone thinks that pretty is what social media looks like or pretty is what the celebrities are doing. But if you were meant to be a celebrity, you would be operating in that space right now. So stop trying to take on the role of somebody else or take on the vision of somebody else be you, be unique, be unapologetically you, and walk into your truths. Love yourself, and you have to love yourself from the top of your crown to the soles of your feet. You have to bask in that, and I love that you are teaching women, precious, as well as maybe if you have some men clients, on what hair care is and how that is important to have hair growth, but most importantly, having that total body wellness. And I know you've, um, one of your statistics is that you've worked with over a thousand women on how to heal their hair from the inside 
out and rebuild their confidence through your online classes and your DIY hair course. So can you talk about what are some things that you cover in your DIY course? Yes, so absolutely. Um, so the DIY course, hair course came about because what I noticed is just talking with the women and working with them, everyone that kept coming to me was product uh, crazy, if that's the word. Like I really couldn't have a conversation with them because it was like after I'd asked the questions and really start digging deeper into their hair care habits and lifestyle, it always went back to, okay, but what product can you give me? What supplement can you put me on? And I'm thinking, what can't you hear and understand from me that there is no product, there is no shampoo that's going to help your hair to grow. I was like, that's an external thing. Like it's, we need to look at what's going on on the inside of you. So that DIY hair course came about because it needed to teach women, okay, here's the products that you need in your hair care regimen. You don't need to have, you know, 10 to 20 products putting on your hair every day, you know, and it's, you know, irritating your scalp, drying it out. I'm running into women. They're, they're getting into this whole phase about, uh, what's it, pre-poo. And so pre-poo, you don't shampoo your hair. It's just a conditioning treatment. So now you got this buildup on your hair. Your scalp is steady itching. Now you have these unnecessary scalp conditions because you're out here following Susie on YouTube because she's doing this whole pre-poo treatment. But I'm like, you don't have Susie's hair type. So why are you doing what she's doing on YouTube. You don't know, you know, her genetic chemical makeup, her biochemistry. So the DIY course is simply that to help women be able to determine what they need in their hair regimen, what products they absolutely need, like, you know, just breaking it down as simple as possible uh, to help them with their hair. And then the other classes, they get off into from you know self-care and wellness to specific topics um, dealing around hair. So for instance, if you're transitioning out of a wig and you want to wear your natural hair, you know, I have a, a class for that. So it's really tailored to what the women um, are going through. And so the whole time, again, like we were talking about the the basics of hair and teaching about the hair structure and hair growth, but you can't overlook the emotional component that's going with it because from there, that is what's going on um, internally because if you're fatigued, you're depressed, you're dealing with this anxiety, all that is setting off chemicals and throwing off your hormones, which is then throwing off your hair cycle, which is then pushing your hair into the catagen phase where it's slowing your hair growth down and eventually it's taking you to the telogen phase. And so the telogen phase, that's the last phase. That's the shedding phase. That's where you're starting to see all this hair continually to come out because it's, it's a whole spiral effect because you didn't take the time which you needed to do to heal inside, deal emotionally, start doing what you needed to do internally to help your organs, to help your thyroid, to, to, to really help your body. 
uh, with your hair because as women, you know, as you get older, then you're dealing with menopause. And so I do have menopausal clients. And so it's like finding that balance for them to help to stabilize their hormones so they don't have to get on hormone replacement therapy and do things the natural way to still balance their body, balance their organs and still get the nutrients that their hair needs so their hair can grow. Thank you for breaking that down. And as we wind down, I'm going to do a fast round segment where I'm going to ask um, 10 questions and you tell me myth, um, myth or truth. And then if you feel compelled, you could elaborate on it. So I could. OK, so. <laughs> so some people, they say biotin. A lady would say, oh, why well, her biotin is really good for hair, skin and nails. Truth or myth? I'm going to say myth, and it, here's why I say that, because biotin, you can get caught up out here on the, the dosage, the different milligrams that it comes in, and so I got caught up in that, so that's why I'm saying it, because I thought the more biotin, the more milligrams you take, the more your hair going to grow, and no, biotin, taking it in the excessive dosage like that, that's when you start to run into the skin breakouts, you start experiencing other issues going on within your body. And not to mention, it also throws off your thyroid testing. So like when you go get your blood work, now all of that is thrown off and you know, the, the free um, TSH is going around in your body. And that is what's causing or contributing to your hair loss, because now your throat thyroid hormone can't function and do what it's supposed to do because now you have all this biotin in your system so that's why I have that in my book and I talk about that that you can't be just jumping out here taking these supplements and of course I had to be the guinea pig on that and find out the hard way but so I'm gonna say that's the myth two well I'll just get a steroid shot because you know my my girlfriend got it and her hair grew back truth or myth I'm going to say a myth, and I say that because just because she got the corticosteroid shot, again, it depends on what stage of hair loss that she was in and what other regimen does she have to go with it. You just can't just take the shot by itself and expect your hair to go grow. It's going to take um, a whole regimen, a whole therapeutic session to get that hair to grow back so you don't have scalp damage. Nice, nice. Okay, second one, third one. So, you know what? I was watching this YouTube video and they said scalp massages are really good to stimulate the, um, the production and, you know, increase the stimulations, um, increase the blood flow and et cetera. So, you know what? I think I'm going to try that for now. Factor myth. Fact, that's true. Um, so that does help because you're, again, you're circulating and getting that blood flow to, to flow. And that's, believe it or not, can hinder um, some of the, the hair follicles um, growing because if you don't have circulation and blood flow in the scalp, so now your sebaceous glands and your erector pili muscle now it can't function the way it's supposed to because the circulation is hindered. But yes, that absolutely does help with stimulating the scalp. Four, 
you know what, I think I'll just cut it all off because if I start over from like a buzz cut, then I'll really get to see my hair grow. Fact or myth? I'm gonna say fact. And I say that because that is a personal decision for each and every one. And if you're coming from, you know, those myths and what society has taught you and you really hadn't learned to really love your natural hair and who you are and what comes out of your scalp, then that may be the best for you in order to really love yourself. And I'm speaking for experience because I was one of those women too and I ended up cutting my hair several times um, really to one, just to know that I could cut it off and grow it back, but two, to really just connect with myself and begin to love myself overall, so. Six, no, five, sorry. Five. So I'm just not going to do anything with my hair because maybe if I leave it alone for a while, maybe I'll really see the progress that that I really want. Fact or myth? Fact. A lot of women <laughs> need to do that. I mean, no, seriously, all jokes aside, like that's what it's really going to boil down to is having patience, patience with your hair. And once you learn how to just persevere, push through and really see that, you know, you don't have to have all these products, you don't have to be doing all these styles, you don't have to be constantly manipulating your hair, you will see the growth, you will see the progress, because now you can decide, okay, well, this ain't even, you know, working for my hair, so why was I doing it? And then when you go back to doing, you know, what you were doing before, then you can really see like, okay, why was I doing this? Because when I started back doing this, now my hair breaking off, but when I wasn't, it was growing and thriving. So some people, they kind of, you know, not kind of, they are hard headed. So they won't believe it to actually happen. So yes, that's, that's definitely fact. Six, maybe it's the products that I'm using in my hair. You know what? I think I'm going to take these back to Sally's since, you know, I haven't used that much. I still have three fourths to halfway and then I'll just get another product and, you know, then I'll try that and see if my hair grows. Fact or myth? I'm going to say myth, and I know some people may disagree with me, uh, but I mentioned it earlier. Again, it's not the product that's going to help your hair grow. It's going to be dealing um, internally, because if you can give yourself the nutrition that you need and provide the proper environment for your hair bulbs, for your blood to get the right nutrients and vessels to your hair follicles, then you will see the hair growth. So again, I'm a ride with what I said earlier. I'm sticking to it. It's not going to be hair product. So I'm going to say myth. Nice. Okay. Seven. I think I'll just go to the dermatologist because, you know, the dermatologist, they really know about skincare. And, you know, my scalp is part of my skin. And I'm going to see what they have to say. Fact or myth? I would say fact. And I say that because when you're experiencing different scalp issues or you're having, um, you know, bald spots on your, your head, um, you definitely need a hair team. So whether you come to a trichologist or a dermatologist, you need to get in someone's chair. Um, again, the, the dermatologist, they can do scalp biopsies for you and they can uh, really give you the true diagnosis that you need and, you know, tell you, hey, is this, you know, CCCA, is this frontal fibrosing alopecia? So they can help you um, to get down to the bottom of it. And then you can come in with your other team players 
like me and hairstylists and we can help create that regimen that you'll need, you know, both externally, you know, styles, but then looking on the inside to what you need to do to help to get your, your nutrients in your body. Eight. Oh, girl, I just think that it's maybe my hairstyle is like she's just using too much stuff. She's causing my hair to fall out because before I was going to her, I was fine. Factor myth. I'm going to say that's a tough one. That's that's kind of teeter. I'm going to say myth because, first of all, th- that's going to be another topic. We're probably going to have to do another podcast on that one because we had a big debate about that but I'm going to say you before you even go to your stylist or whoever you're going to have doing your hair that's on you as the consumer to research and do your due diligence and not just you know really looking at what somebody has on Instagram and just seeing some pictures because oh she laid Genesis hair and I girl she's got Genesis hair so straight and so fly I'm gonna go to her because she know what she doing and she know no ma'am and just because Genesis got her hair laid, you you know, you don't know what, again, what Genesis regimen is. You don't know her, the state of her health or what she's doing to even get to that space where she is and she can't have her hair fly like that. So I would say you can't put the blame on or say, well, before I came to Precious, my hair was doing fine. No, ma'am. Because what are you doing at home in between your visits? Like, let's just be real about it. And we know there was really a big debate about that on, on YouTube. Um, you know, girls were just going in because they're getting fed up with styluses. And I, and I was kind of at the point where I can see where she was going as a consumer. But I'm thinking like, at the same time, you know, you're spending your money. So it's up to you to do this due diligence and not just looking on social media and instagram and going with the, the first whim of hairstyles that you see because somebody laid their hair no you need to do further research and then also make sure you're doing your part at home to take care of your hairstyle until you can get back into that salon again so you don't put that blame on the stylist because you didn't do what you were supposed to but that that's a whole different story you're gonna get me on a soapbox <laughs> you're gonna get me heated so nine, you know what, girl, I ain't got time for this. Like, I'm trying to go out. You know what? I'm just going to stick to my weaves until my hair grows back, or I'm just going to slap a wig on. Fact or myth? I would say fact. I mean, again, this is how you choose to wear your hair, but I also just want to put this caveat in there and just say, okay, even though you're slapping that wig on or you're going to do the weave, make sure that you're taking care of your hair just because you can slap that on and don't think it's just a protective style. A protective style means you're still taking care of your natural hair underneath. But I think it's fat. Rock rock what you want to rock. Ten. (laughs) Bonus question. (laughs) So this is the question where you can ask me something that you want to know yes um so I know that your background is with your book um like you just mentioned you know the chocolate drop in corporate America and I'm just so again grateful that you put that book out so let's just you kind of touched on about it earlier um you know that you were going getting the Dominican blowout and you know you wanted to look a certain way and that's kind of how we talked about our title today with the the whole crown 
similar to like the crown at, but can you just go deeper into um like the the mentality like like what what like what were you really feeling like while you were at that corporate job um as far as like where were you at mentally like because i know can you just uh, just elaborate more on that because i just truly believe like more women are out there and they feel just as you were um in that mental space about the hair and you know and you're in this predominantly you know male environment at work so can you just touch more on that so mentally I felt drained I felt like I couldn't be me like I couldn't be Genesis because I was so busy trying to live up to other people's standards I felt like I was doing something to mask who I was and when I say mask I was manipulating my hair so I could fit the part so I could look in so I could climb that corporate ladder because sometimes people well not sometimes most of the times people judge you by your outward appearance they don't care that you're qualified they don't care that you have the experience the degrees or whatnot but they see you as oh she's that black girl or she's that brown girl or she's that one that's different and when you're the only one on your team that is melanated that chocolate drop it's like you have to be ahead of the game you have to work twice as hard not only to be heard but to be seen because sometimes they see you but they don't hear you other times they hear you but they don't really want to see you due to the way that you look so you try to make sure that you're looking the part you try to make sure that sometimes you even code switch which means that you're changing the way that you talk to fit in even though you really want to say something else but you don't want them to say oh she's aggressive because they love to say aggressive or oh she's a b or oh she's an angry black woman when in actuality you're just very passionate about the subject matter but then they confuse your passion for aggressive or they have these different microaggressions because they don't know somebody else that looks like you or whenever you switch up your hair they're like oh wow you put in box braids is that your is that your real hair oh can I touch it and before you even answer it their hands are already in your head as if like your head is not a part of your personal space and I can't remember the last time I asked you know one of them oh wow you got highlights lowlights balage is that your real hair wow it grew overnight can I touch it no so there's like double standards and so you have to be on so that drains you mentally physically and emotionally I was in a state of mind where I'm like okay not today and I'm like oh man so then you really just try to pull yourself together because you don't want to explode because sometimes they're doing little things like in the form of microaggression to see if they could push you to the limit so they could check, oh yeah, see, I knew that she was that angry black woman. I knew she was aggressive. They wanna do these little tendencies to see if their label is fit. But who, what, what is the saying? What? Uh, the saying by, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Some statement like that. So then it's like you have to work like it's constant work 
every single day. So it's like you wake up early so you can fix yourself up. You make sure you go through your closet, make sure you try on certain things because sometimes we as, you know, melanated chocolate drops, sometimes we have more curves than others. Some things just fit us a little bit differently. So if we have a behind, a rump or that booty, like some people say, you can't wear certain pants because then they're going to say that you're showing off too much or certain tops. Like I'm not, you know, chest heavy. So I have, you know, nice, nice gumdrops or whatnot, but then you don't want to make sure everything is super tight because they're like, what? Oh my gosh, did you see Genesis today? Her booty was just all over the place. Her breasts were poking out. I don't even think that's a work appropriate. So then they're calling you in the office. And Genesis, I just want you to be mindful of what you wear because, you know, it's bringing a little bit of unwanted attention. So just next time, just watch that. But then you see a girl over there and her skirt is way above her knees. And why would she climb the stairs with that? Because then you can see all her assets hanging out. And it is just ridiculous. So it's like these double stands. All of that is a part of the way that I was feeling because I'm like, did she really call me into the office to talk to me about my dress code? There is nothing tight around it. I could show you tight. I could yes. show you skin tight. These are not skin tight. This is New York and company. This is this size. Like, and I could show you, like, if you don't want my hair to look professional, I could show you what my hair doesn't look like when it's blown out. And we could really talk about if that's professional for you or not. So there's all types of things that, that get you to a point where you're so way down, where you have to wake up and smell the coffee and say, enough is enough. I am tired of this double standard. I'm tired of the microaggressions and I'm tired of this political stuff because it's always political. There's always, you know, they always have politics in the office. They always have a way to try to divide the people and they always have a way to make it feel as if you're the problem when in actuality they're the problem because they're not educating themselves on other people's races, other people's religion, because there are some women who have to wear the hijab because that's their religion. They're not educating people on so many things. But then whenever you call them out on something, they're like, no, that's not what we meant. And I'm like, yes, that's what you meant because you didn't do your research and your due diligence. So that was a long way. There's more to unpack, but we will definitely have to have another segment. And that information a little bit is in my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace, um, because it's so important that we talk about these situ situations because it affects all of us, no matter if you're Black, no matter if you're Afro-Latina, no matter if you're Indian, Portuguese, um, or whatever you want to identify with. We have all faced some type of microaggressions. We have all battled with our personal crowns, which is the hair on our head, because we're always trying to do something to just fit in, whether it's highlights, lowlights, balage, Dominican blowouts, dreads, locks, because some people say, oh, I don't have dreads, I have locks because my head is not a dread, um, or whatever the case may be, wear your crown to suit you, don't wear your crown to suit somebody else. And Precious, I know we went over the time commitment. So I want you to close us out with saying once again, 
who you are, how the listeners and viewers can connect with you on social media and leave your personal contact information so they can reach Precious Rutland. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that was wonderful. Again, thank you guys so much for having me on your show today, the podcast. And um, for those, again, that just came on, um, my name is Precious Rutland. And so I'm a hair consultant. And I teach women of color how to heal and to grow their hair using holistic remedies so that they can wear their natural hair proudly. And I do have a community um, it's called the Black Woman Hair Haven. And so this community is where you guys can come and really just express yourself and communicate with other women like yourselves that are looking for ways to not only just talk about, you know, issues that's going on with the hair, possibly the workplace and what you're feeling, but also to get, you know, tips and just really to educate yourself on what you can do to grow and to heal your hair from the inside out. So you guys can go to www.blackwomenhairhaven.com um, and all that information will be there. I am also on social media. So you can just uh, go to YouTube and just type in Precious Rutland Consulting. It should pop up. And then I'm on Instagram at Hair Growth Consultant. And there you have it, listeners and viewers. You just heard Precious Rutland here on Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you can always be notified when there is fire content. And for those of you who are listening by way of audio, make sure you subscribe to whatever you, whatever platform you are listening to. Share this message with somebody who is in need. And as I sign out, I like to say peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go out and have yourself a wonderful day.